everybody. It's high noon. Welcome to the AltaCast. Ooh, it is high noon. It, I tell you what, I made a pasta last night for myself and my my lovely partner. It's a terrible word to call my partner. My but boyfriend is so infantilizing, isn't it? Uh, anyway, I made uh, homemade pasta because I'm a genius. Um, it's really good. It's really strong. So we kind of slept in this morning and it felt really good. Hey, welcome to the AltaCast. Harm reduction in drug policy, everyone. Ugh, if pot pasta could save the world and get everyone off heroin, wouldn't it be the best? I know, I know. Uh, today's going to be an exciting day here on the AltaCast because we are getting the news, as we always do, from Drug Policy Alliance and Gnarl Pro-Choice America. Also, the FBI director was just fired. Oh, did you know that I, I guess the president gets to nominate the new FBI director? What? I didn't even know that was like... So, wow. Which which ridiculous person will it be now? It'll be like some WWE wrestler like that really knows how to, you know, tell people how to find the most wanted. We're going to find them. <laughs> right? It's going to be like Rowdy Roddy Piper comes back. It's going to be the new FBI director. Ah, uh, hey, it's all ridiculous. But here we are to tell you the news. And it's going to be a fun day. Also... Rap number three from Hot Dirty P and the Sheriff. That's going to be about uh, the FBI. Yeah, just about the FBI in general and stuff like that. Why not, right? Well, let's get into it. Drug Policy Alliance news. Hey, go to drugpolicyalliance.org and donate money to them. They have these really, really cool things that we went over last week. They are new educational videos that tell you the truth about certain drugs like MDMA, cocaine, heroin, methamphetamine. Really cool drug fact videos. Go watch those. Learn about the history um, so that you know how to make educated choices about whether you're going to imbibe. I mean, harm reduction. Yay! As long as just don't want the kids dying from the, you know, the, they don't know what the MDMA is. They think it's the Molly. They think it's pure. Then they, it's not drug tested. And then there's too much speed cut with it. And then, oh, they didn't drink enough water. All right. Today's first press release reports 45 administration plans to slash funding for drug czar's office. Today, reports have emerged that the 45 administration plans to cut the Office of National Drug Control Policy's budget by nearly 95%. Below is a statement by Grant Smith, Deputy Director of National Affairs with the Drug Policy Alliance. The reality is that ONDCP is an agency in dire need of reform. Under Michael Botticelli, during Obama's second term, the agency made progress in terms of seeing drugs as a public health issue, not as a criminal justice issue. But we know that Trump and Sessions are keen on escalating the war on drugs, so there's a real fear that ONDCP will be used as another tool to prosecute this failed drug war, as it was under Bill Clinton and both Bush presidencies. 
if that was the plan for ONDCP, then we would rather see it eliminated. The HIDTA and drug-free communities grant programs run by ONDCP are a phenomenal waste of money that contribute to the incarceration and stigmatization of drug users, so their elimination is a welcome move. All right. So, doing something right, I guess. Uh, get rid of the drugs. Well, what are they going to replace it with, right? So, here's the CBS News uh, news on that. Trump administration proposes massive cuts to drug czar office. The Trump administration is looking to slash the White House Office of National Drug Control Policy, ONDCP, budget by nearly 95%, according to a memo obtained by CBS News. The Office of Management and Budget, OMB, has proposed major ONDCP budget cuts for the fiscal year 2018 that would cut 33 employees, nearly half the office staff, along with intelligence, research, and budget functions at the agency, as well as the model state drug laws and drug court grant programs. These cuts were outlined in OMB's passback document as part of the budget process where the office instructs federal agencies to drop preliminary budgets that are subject to congressional approval. It was uploaded to Max Collect, the OMB's budget database. The document also zeroes out funding for a number of grant programs, including the high-intensity drug trafficking areas, HIDTA. Thank you. Uh, and uh, these grants are duplicative duplicative of other efforts across federal government and supplant state and local responsibilities, the memo states. The HIDTA serves as catalyst for coordination among federal, state, and local enforcement entities and funds task forces in 49 states across the country. It's considered a vital tool by law enforcement agencies to go after very high-profile drug dealers and conduct in-depth interagency investigations. The Drug-Free Communities Support Program is the nation's largest drug preventive program and funds 5,000 local anti-drug community coalitions around the country. This program has also enjoyed broad bipartisan support. President Donald Trump signed an executive order last month to create a presidential commission to tackle the old or the old, the National Opioid Commissions chaired by New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. Ooh. Uh, the order stated that the ONDCP would be providing support for the commission. I have been encouraged by the administration's commitment to addressing the opioid epidemic, epidemic and the president's personal engagement on the issue, both during the campaign and since he was sworn into office, the ONDCP's acting director, Richard Baum, wrote in an office-wide email. However, since OMB's proposed cuts are also at odds with the fact that the president has asked us with supporting his commission on combating drug addiction and opioid crisis, these drastic cuts proposed are frankly heartbreaking. If carried out, would cause us to lose many good people who contribute greatly to ONDCP's mission and core act activities. Blah, 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 blah. So he cut the ONDCP. Hi, Latoya. Hello. Hey. Yeah. Your face oh, looks okay. great today. You did like Thank a cool, you. I like the lipstick color. It's great. Oh, thanks, man. It uh, works really well with, with the, the wet dog hair. No, it, <laughs> it looks great. And the, the, like the headphones match your eye makeup. It's oh, really classy. Think, yeah. Contrast. Yeah. Mm. So this is weird. Um, the the Drug Policy Alliance says, yeah, great, you cut the ONDCP, fantastic. They were terrible. Right. But the ONDCP's like, you're cutting our funding by 95%. We're, we're losing a lot of jobs. So, is that the whole point of things? Yeah. Jobs? I don't know. I mean, I guess if they're getting rid of another drug regulatory agency, that's a good thing? I don't... 
I can't understand what's going on right now. There are so many important decisions being made. Like, the FBI director was just fired, which means that I didn't know the president gets to uh, appoint the the director of the FBI. And that's a scary thought right now. Well, who is it going to be? Is it going to be, I thought maybe XWWE wrestler. uh, (laughs) then, Then he became the... Governor of Minnesota. Oh, you're talking about um, uh, God. What's his name? It's not Rowdy Roddy Piper. No, it's the other one. He was in Predator for Pete's sake. I, it's right. I know exactly. His name will come up. We both know who he is. Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Oh you my know God. who I heard was up for That's the job too. Um, they were. The rumor mill is uh, Rudy, uh, Rudy Giuliani. What? But he's under investigation too. For leaking, you know, for leaking some information to the Trump campaign about Hillary's emails. Oh my God! And so, that's why they fired the FBI guys because they're saying that he's doing a terror. He did a terrible job with the Hillary emails. Which, by the way, you know that's not it. You know that's not why he got fired, right? You know that's no, not what why did he, he get got fired? fired? Why did he get fired? Because it's, he's investigating Russia. Oh. This is a smokescreen. It's right there. First of all, they praised right him during the campaign. It's right there. You know, they praised him crazy. during the campaign. For leaking uh, her email, you know, when he came out October 28th uh, about Hillary's emails again, which that helped, you know, that's one of the reasons why she lost, you know. Because they were going, oh, she's a lawyer, she's a lawyer, and she messed up national security. Yeah, uh, and Trump was like, you know, Comey on October 28th was like, uh, you know, this is for Comey, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, but Comey was, all, he was Comey, very my homie, my homie, Comey. Yeah. But oh, we kicked out is, my homie Comey. Oh. Because the FBI is supposed to be bipartisan, in which he was. Uh, Democrats weren't happy with Comey. And now Republican, or the Trump administration, I should say, is not happy with Comey. Right. That's why he got fired, because he's still, the investigation has gone deeper. And there's going to be more news coming out Here's about the thing. it. <laughs> we're not this. Watergate all over. We're intelligent people, but we're not the smartest people in the world. And it's crazy to me that we're putting together connections that I'm like, is no one putting it together? Are we just all like, there's some people who are putting it together. Um, I wouldn't say like, unfortunately, a lot of media outlets have like mainstream that is, and I'm not doing the fake news. I'm not saying that I'm saying they're not asking the right questions. All of them are not asking the right questions just yet. But I think a lot of people Anyone who's intelligent to realize to put the puzzle together, it's it's all right there, right there. The puzzle for there. impeachment. Yeah, I mean the thing is, it's, oh, that's a cute meme. Wouldn't that be cute meme if puzzle we puzzle for impeachment? Yeah, like the it's like a it's, new kid game. It's yeah, put together the pieces. But I mean, Comey, you know the thing, the whole Russia thing is getting closer and closer. We already know he had ties to Russia. Of course we do. So now we're, they're just working out how to put how to put everything together. And put the puzzle together. So, so now, Sabrina Zorinsky, uh, in she's a activist, poet, just a, a writer, all around amazing woman. She, before forty five was even in office, she put together this huge because she's Russian. She put together this huge, amazing thing, and we passed it around on the Facebooks, and it showed pictures of his people all together. She put together. She was saying, she. While while he was still running, she kept saying to everyone, he has ties with Russia. Here are the ties. She put them out. She's already done the math. It's already been there. And it's like, are they going to expand? It's, it's all out there. We're just not... We're, I, I don't know why we're not seeing it. 
And the same thing with him. He has three strikes against him now for using governmental funds for his own personal monetary gain. Right. And three instances already that are clear, that are in the open, and yet we're not... How many do we need? Do we need 10? How, how many... I, you know, the, the sad thing is, like, you know, it's the Republican Party that's killing themselves. Mm. And the sad thing is, I should say I'm enjoying this, but I'm not, because especially what happened after the health care uh, bill being passed in the House of Representatives, hopefully it'll fail in the Senate. Right. You know, this weekend... The new health care bill that yes, doesn't make any sense. You, it doesn't make any sense. And you know what? Here, I was reading this earlier today, or yes, or not earlier today, but anyway... The fact of the matter is like, you know, they had a little recess. So, you know, the constituents would go to their home districts. Why did 200 of, you know, House of Representatives and senators did not meet for town meetings? 200 of them pussied out. And then some Democrats had to step in for those town meetings because the Republicans are so scared because they're turning their back on the job that this is why you took the job. For public service. Right. There is no public service going on. Well, and, okay, so the problem mm. is that the Republicans and the 45 administration are so busy trying to erase Obama's influence, Absolutely, his choices. Yeah. They're that's taking it one thing at a time. They're cutting, and it's that's what they're doing. Obamacare, Obamacare. They want to. The only reason they want to get rid of it is because they called it Obamacare. It, well, it gave. There's so many people that are depending on this that now it's going to go away. And all. I mean, it's insane. It, it goes beyond Obama. It's the fact of the matter that they wanted a tax cut to the one percent. That's they, what it's what it's all been about in the first place. And the fact of the matter is, you know, they've talked about repeal, repeal and replace. But the thing is, they have nothing to, have replace, nothing to it replace it with. It with. And so, the thing is, you have seven years but here's the whole here's the thing that I'm kind of pissed off at the media about because I do listen to mainstream and different types of media they didn't even talk about the fact that no one said well it's obvious they didn't have anything to replace it with because it's taken seven years the whole time they talk about repeal and replace but there's been nothing right they just want to just erase it period they want to erase it period because they want to erase obama's legacy because they're just because they're because he leaves a mark on america using but it's as a socialist having a having a fiscally sound socialist not socialist policy but helping people it's yeah and the thing is like socialism is nothing new we all have it it's called the new deal how many times do we have to repeat ourselves ah and you know and what's so bad about healthcare Canada oh you know like Australia yeah Sweden by the way I don't know if you saw there's a little sound bite of um uh President Chito meeting with the Prime Minister of Australia the day that you know the bill, uh, or excuse me, not bill. Oh, he doesn't see them as a real country. It doesn't matter. Oh no, but listen to what he said. <laughs> he said this, and it's on the telly. He um, was meeting with the Prime Minister, and after they they signed this horrendous whatever thing they want to call healthcare reform. He's like, you know, hey, Australia has a better uh, healthcare system than us. You know Australia's healthcare system is single payer own the government to control of healthcare. That's why there's single payer and all these. So the president says Australia has a better healthcare system than us. But you signed this, this Right, just, right, right. It's insane, insane, right? It's yeah. insane. 
And this is there's a soundbite of Bernie Sanders laughing after he um, oh. they put they played that soundbite of uh, Cheeto and the Prime Minister of Australia is just like. Does this man not even know what he's even... I don't, he doesn't have any idea. I don't... I just... It's... Uh, it is. it is. You can't speak... I can't speak I, intelligent... Anything... I can't say anything intelligent about this ministry. It, it is It is scary. So here, this is about the U.S. House passes the American Health Care Act. Uh, uh, this is from Drug Policy Alliance. GOP health care bill will kill life-saving treatment for millions and worsen the opioid crisis. Yep. Today, the U.S. House of Representatives passed the American Health Care Act. The measure next goes to the U.S. Senate for consideration. Below is a statement from Grant Smith, Deputy Director of National Affairs with the Drug Policy Alliance. Drug Policy Alliance advocates, advocates for increased federal and state funding for drug treatment and believes that treatment should be available to anyone who wants it. Accordingly, the Drug Policy Alliance opposes the American Health Care Act because millions of people would lose treatment coverage under this bill and efforts to end the opioid crisis will be put in grave jeopardy. Today's passage of the American Health Care Act by the U.S. House of Representatives is deeply disturbing given the magnitude by which this House Republican-backed health care bill will severely undermine efforts to end the opioid crisis. This health care bill single-handedly threatens to kill insurance coverage for millions of people enrolled in life-saving treatment and mental health services. It is absolutely appalling that President Trump and House Republican leaders have pushed this proposal through the House, knowing that millions of people who depend on coverage Coverage for treatment and mental health guaranteed through the Affordable Care Act's expansion of Medicaid and essential health benefits requirements could lose this coverage should this proposal become law. <laughs> Without adequate coverage to access treatment and health care, people struggling with problematic substance use could relapse to riskier opioid and other drug use behaviors that increase risk for developing costly medical conditions, contracting and transmitting transmitting bloodborne diseases and experiencing life-threatening overdose. The Senate must not make the same mistake that Republican leadership in the House just made. Playing politics with vulnerable communities will place millions of people's lives in peril and put a stop to the gains made toward slowing down the opioid crisis. Yeah. Re- yeah, remember all those white people dying of opioid? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Re- rehabilitation <laughs> yeah. because it's so cheap it's, right it's uh, if, and that if somebody is hooked on and I, I re- yesterday I had an interview uh, with a gentleman who was talking to me about he had a he became addicted to uh, opioids pharmaceutical opioids and that kicking that was one of the most difficult things the ever this pharmaceutical it I heard was like really... it's really like life changing like the detox is horrible i heard right. it's and like you can't like you need someone to take care of you for like a week like you can't you need and and there has to be like you know supervision and locked doors and stuff so that you don't go out and get more Jesus. you know like it's it's a, it's really scary and uh, he said that the reason he loved opioids so much is that they are a mask. And this is why people like them. They mask pain, both emotional and physical. So if you've got all those thoughts about daddy not loving you swimming around in your head because of whatever he said when you were 12 and then your uncle raped you or whatever, uh, that sucks. But if you can't go through and have the mental health help, 
to talk your way through that. The easiest thing to do, of course, is just to take a bunch of drugs and not think about it anymore. Yeah. The pills are so easy to get. So easy. I'm 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 afraid of them. I am too. I, I, last week I was talking about how much I like Coke. I but I am scared to death of pills. I really am. I am too. Um, just because the fact of the matter, I didn't know. I always thought, oh my God, heroin was the worst thing. Uh, as did know? I. And like the detox process and all that. But I heard, you know, from some friends recently, because I'm very ignorant to a lot of pharmaceutical stuff. I don't fuck with it. But I heard the detoxing, you know, is a complete nightmare. And it's because when people get to the point where they're taking fentanyl, fentanyl is an opioid that's used for people that are in stage four cancer and like dying. It's like, yeah, it's for hospice care. And fentanyl is like the last thing where you're like, they're in so much pain. You're trying to ease that and help them through this, you know, and it's, it's, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, I can't believe that people take it like as a daily thing it's crazy to me yeah and that they're opening it up and turning it and shooting it it's when it's a transdermal it's a drug that's made for this is this patch that fit i know what fentanyl is but the story that you told several weeks ago about when you just had the half patch yeah it was like a third of a patch so so now people are shooting that up they're shooting it up they're taking the fentanyl patches and they're sucking out the stuff and they're mixing it down and they're shooting it up which is why there are so many opioid overdoses and if you don't I mean that's why the safe injection sites are so important because you have to if a nurse was there they would say you are taking way just so you know you are taking so much that, you know, and but they're there at least with naloxone. But then that's the thing. If you take way too much, then you're just wasting it because then someone's there and they give you the naloxone and then your high is gone and you just wasted all the drugs. So it's like, it, at least listen to the nurse that's there. And, and then even, so, but all of that's going to go away if we take away the money. And But people don't want that. And that's the thing that's sad to me is people don't want that anyway. They say, ooh, safe injection site's gross. And it's like, but that's life-saving. Yeah, and I th- I think uh, I I think a lot of people are ignorant to what the safe injection sites are. I mean, this does. Does anyone remember a thing called AIDS? I mean, right, right. Do we remember? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, thing like, it doesn't. AIDS. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't take out just gay men. It can take out just the whole human race, and yeah. it went pretty quick. If the way this healthcare reform, or it's not even a reform, it's a joke. Whatever this healthcare joke that they passed through the house, it's they're going to start another epidemic yeah. of some sort. It doesn't have yeah. to be HIV again. It could be Hep C. I think I heard that's made a comeback. But sure. it could be some it other new... It could be Hep new, B. It could be Hep A. It could Hep be any Z. It, I mean, right, it could right, be right, some right. new form of some kind of disease. Sure. It could be a virulent herpes. Yeah. Ooh, God. <laughs> 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 that should be a horror movie. It's called Hep Z, right? Hep Z. Yeah. It's starting Brad Pitt. You try, to give it, you try to give yourself Zycam and it doesn't work. Or Valtrex or whatever. Hep V. <laughs> Help me. Help me. Help me. But you're right. There could be some new virulent staph infection that kills everybody because of... It it starts with little things that you could prevent. Right. And these things are preventable. But the fucking Republicans have their heads so far up their asses and so party-oriented and so into their fucking money or who they're getting... They fuck the people. 
but they because they have no empathy toward anyone right that's the sad thing you know even their own supporters you know they don't have any empathy for them and it's it's fucking sad that the supporters well they because they come back to that bootstraps thing they say well you don't need our help if you're a good american you don't need our help because you have bought in you've you've got the job you've got the nine to five slavery job you're sitting there selling insurance right but like you take your you take your shitty paper pushing job because you went to the college and you did the thing and you've got the wife and the house and I you're was locked talking in about you're those good people. but that's about the poor white people well but they are, i see now i don't even understand those republicans the, those i understand the rich republicans i understand it and even the middle class ones it's the thing is the opioid crisis is hitting white middle class and poor middle class whites yeah yeah, yeah. that just still did not get the memo they didn't they haven't got they right. won't well but and that's the thing though is that we we cannot reduce mental health is so important because if you take care of your mental health you don't do the drugs in the first place if you can work through your issues that's the problem too right well then that's the thing is you can't just give the kids the Ritalin when they're seven because they can't concentrate in class it's like uh, if we can deal with that chemical imbalance affects everybody well but the thing with chemical imbalances is you don't necessarily have to fix it with drugs I mean yes was I a difficult child yes Did, did they ever make me take um, baby speed Ritalin no thank god um, they didn't ever medicate me as a child and that wasn't te- either. teachers wanted me medicated oh they it always pa- something's wrong with Pam it's like oh I'm sorry I'm inquisitive and you're boring Yeah. Like, <laughs> just let me sit in the corner and read my book all day I really don't give a fuck they thought I was dyslexic and uh, I remember I had to go to a child psychologist and, and I um, I did hear some, you know, people stating when I was a kid that maybe I should be on some kind of ADHD because this is like in the late 80s when everyone was putting their kids on. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. I thank God my mom did not because I'm just trying to imagine my body's, you know, with still with that chemical and me without it. Right. What is what is the outcome? I need my Ritalin, you know. Well, I'm concerned and and I've talked about this in the past and no one's really done any studies on it and I probably should add it to my joke about science fair projects, but um when people have been on pills from 5 years old until their 30s, what is that what is that daily Ritalin or daily um what they're they're like baby methamphetamine what are the other ones the Adderall Adderall um what are they what is that long term usage doing to people's kidneys are we gonna have a whole a whole is my age group all gonna be on dialysis are we gonna have like kidney dialysis centers in every mall in America right because everyone's right when we all become 60 and everyone's kidneys crap out and we go why are all our kidneys crapping out and then if we can look back and be like how many of them were put how many of them were doing daily pharmaceuticals from youth until older age until old adult and are you a 60-year-old who's still on Ritalin? Seriously? Like, is that the is that the end game on that? Or do they wean you off? Or Well, I mean, that's actually a good question because I don't think, because it would have been your generation that probably would have right. c- kicked off the whole, let's put my kids on some drugs shit. Absolutely. Because I was in kindergarten early, in 79. Yeah. So 80, early 80s. Early 80s, late 70s, early 80s. I love yeah. that Ritalin. And then I'm, I'm, I'm like the... the at the top but then the, the peak this is the thing is that when you look at those psychiatrists psychiatrists psychologists and people that were making that drug it's so close to methamphetamine it's amphetamine methamphetamine we learned about it last week from the dpa drug we've you know that 
the Germans invented the methamphetamine and then the amphetamine, whatever. Okay, so we learned about it last week. But when did we go, aha, if we give it to the children, it makes them calm the fuck down. Like, when was this? And who went, well, we're going to make this drug safe for kids. And everybody's on board with it. <laughs> everyone's on board with it. How did we sell that to, to an entire two, uh, you know, age groups of people? Two generations. That's true. I mean, I... Here, speed! Go take the speed! Oh, that's great! I mean, I think there... I wonder if there is any research because I... About the fact of like, you know... About right, the kidneys or about what, right. what long-term pill usage is. What else are pills made of? Like, what are the inert ingredients and are those good for and our bodies? natural. Right. It's all some sort of chemical. And we're taught as Americans, and we have been for a long time, that if something's wrong, you take a pill. Right. If you're sad, you take a pill. It makes you happy. You if have you're a headache, take take pill. a pill. It makes if you have cramps, cramps, smoke some weed. Right, exactly. Well, what about smoking weed? What about yoga? What about other ways to like? What about meditation, dealing with pain? What about? I mean, why do we have to mask everything as Americans instead of being honest and saying, "Here's the problem." Well, what we about that one drug that helps people off uh, heroin? Oh, right, drug de- dependency. I forgot the name. It was the weird one, kratom. Yeah. The Kratom that they were trying to ban. And it, it's this weird drug that helps you get off opioids. And it, it, hits, it gets in the, se- the receptor and it, it, so- it solves the whole problem. And There's it's a, a plant. There's a lot of natural herbal things out there. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, like, yes, I do, you know, the, they make drugs for a reason, pharmaceuticals, because some do benefit. But I think a lot of it, we're out of control because now we have this crisis Huge, because huge. People know. I mean, we can't under, we can't underestimate or undersell the crisis that's actually. Everybody happening. by now know knows someone who has a problem. I've known people who've died from taking just Vicodin and whiskey. Twelve shots of Vicodin or twelve Vicodin, twelve whiskey, dead. Like, Fuck. yeah, and it sucks. And that, that, and that was back in the day in San Diego. Um, and that, so that was like more than 10 years ago. So, but the crisis but has been it's, around. It's been around. It's nothing mm-hmm. new. It, it's this new. is just the buildup. We're just at the top of the mountain. Well, actually, yeah. we're not at the top. We're near the top because there's going to be more catastrophe. Because, yeah. I mean, the health, the healthcare reform, I don't even want to call it a reform. It's a joke. Like I said, yeah. it's going to throw people, their insurance is going to fuck them. Right. A lot of people are going to end up in bankruptcy. Bankruptcy, bankruptcy, absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yeah, pre- because of medical bills. Yeah, medical bills. Oh, and, oh, by the way, I think this would probably be a great segue into NAR because don't be a pregnant woman. Oh, no. Pre, pre-existing or... Uh, pre- it, it, pregnancy is a pre-existing condition, condition, so they yes. don't have to take you on your insurance, so you have to pay like $80,000 to have a baby. Yeah. Fun. Right. That's awesome. Right. That's, yeah, except they're going to take away the whole um, access to abortion, abortion. so then yeah. you have to have the baby and then... You're trapped and you go, and then you kill yourself because you see no out. Or you start or doing heroin because you're so freaked out about. Or your child becomes a ward of the state oh. or in foster care because you are not able to take care of the child because of bada bing, bada boom, back here, that things Oof. that could have been avoided. And now your child grows up in possibly poverty yeah. and starts and repeats the cycle. Oh. And, and, and that's shit that is real. It's and I don't understand. Real. And the rest of the world doesn't understand why 
what's going on over here on this side yeah, of the world and why i mean even france was this close this close to getting le pen but they said hell no we see what's going on in america we don't want that shit Mm-mm. you know that that was the one thing to be happy it, about it's French. really scary though that right now we're like totally cool it looks like to the outside world it looks like we're totally cool with racism yes it looks like we're totally cool with islamophobia it looks like we're just super cool with hating on the ladies and and but but we're saying like america's the best we're making america great again and it's super cool to be a bully and not understand or you know a bully just fucking with people just to fuck with people yeah sure well to get their money of course you know i mean it's only okay to punch a child in the face and take their lollipop if they also have some cash you can steal from oh, them. So and it's also punch super them in the cool face, to congratulate dictators or invite dictators like uh, Duarte. Oh yeah, that was the other thing. Bipartisan Senate bill introduced to rein in U.S. support of Philippine drug war. So that's good. Yeah. Basically we're saying like, I know that 45 went down there and was like, yeah, he's doing some good things. But uh, we're saying we, we really don't support you kill, killing people. That, which is nice. I'm so glad that they're finally saying that. Yeah, don't. Hey, don't. We don't. We don't support you killing your own people. We really. It's not. But why it's not would cool. you? Why'd you invite this dude to the White House? Right. Or to Marl Del Lago. Yeah. Or whatever it is. But yeah, I mean, I just wish people would wake up. I'm. I'm going to Missouri. Oh my god, when are you going to Missouri? I, are going you going to visit Steve Poggi? I'm so jealous. I, I asked him to come to call to in call today. Yeah. yeah, I was going to shoot him a Facebook message because, um, well, unfortunately, the circumstances of why I'm going back. I have to bury a friend. Uh, but the point is. I can't wait to have this conversation yeah. with somebody back home in misery. I yeah. dare, I dare someone to throw me into this conversation so I can break it down for them. I'm actually, that's one of the reasons why I'm excited to possibly go to a bar or be at some place and hear someone talking yeah. and just segue myself into their conversation and ask them why. And especially right now, because there's parts of Missouri that are underwater and a lot of those people who are underwater are Trump supporters. Oh, so when did that happen? I uh, haven't even, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. So there, yeah, there, there have been some really bad rains and we're along the St. Louis and this counties following South are along the Mississippi river. So the crests went up and by the way, these people, the way they vote every year, there's some kind of flood, but this one's really, this one's really bad. Ooh. But those Republican senators and representatives that they vote in don't do anything for the levees or as well as to help with the water cresting and what have you. Right. So you, every year someone's house gets swallowed up because of your, all action, their stuff, all their, every, stuff all their clothes, and all it, their, everything, their whole goes, life, it, all their pictures, it, all their memories. Everything. And not many of them have jobs either. Right, you right, know, these right. are the same, you know, they don't Trump have insurance, supporters. you know? Yeah. Or that Trump's, they, or they don't have, flood insurance like they have insurance but not the right kind of insurance like they only have fire right. insurance or something and then it's right. a flood so they don't get covered oh and if, if, if they're sick 
or you know if they have any kind of you know someone got hurt well what about their health care now sure you know well and a lot of places like okay so in san diego there's this one area that's a floodplain and you aren't allowed to get flooding insurance because it is literally a floodplain and everyone knows it so you actually can't get flood insurance because they know eventually it's going to flood and they do that it's like a pre-existing condition on the land so like if you live in a floodplain they'll say oh yeah you can't get flood insurance because we know eventually it's going to flood and we'd have to pay you out so we just don't we just cover offer, that here you're just taking a chance we, yeah we just offer fire and like wind or something you know what i mean like or but it's it's crazy wow. insurance is dumb so you were right over the weekend it was revealed that president trump had invited president duterte uh, rodrigo duterte of the philippines to the white house after having a quote very friendly conversation with mr <laughs> duterte according to a statement issued by the white house the two discussed quote discussed the fact that the philippines is fighting very hard to rid its country of drugs to add insult to injury media then reported that duterte might not accept the, might not accept the invite since he was elected last May, Duterte has championed a campaign that is responsible for extrajudicial killing of thousands of people. We've been reporting on him since. <sighs> yeah, Trump should take note of this approach and rescind his invitation to Duterte and show support for the victims of this drug war instead of for a president who may be guilty of crimes against humanity. Ooh, damn. Drop mic. Drop mic. Yeah, crazy stuff. So that's the world we live that's in. That's the world. Yeah. Let's we, go have some babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go have some babies. Mommy, why does everybody hate us? Yeah. Because that's the world. Because it's America and we're, but that's the thing is, how do we, we, I don't I ask feel, how we got here. No, but the only way that I can, the only way that I can think of it all to solve it is that the, we have to, the people rise up. Like, I say burn. I say burn Washington D.C. down. No, just leave the black area. I don't alone. believe. Here's the thing. I believe in our This is what makes me. I don't want to be a hypocrite. So one of the things that pisses me off most about what we do in foreign policy is that we destroy places with bombs, and then we go back and rebuild to get the money for the contracting. I say stop it. Use infrastructure that already exists. Nothing makes me more upset than when they like knock down an old stadium that was fine to rebuild a new I stadium. I, I do agree. I, that does make me Why mad. do we got to knock well, things down? Well, I, Can't we just why, build it up? I, the reason why I say burn Washington, D.C., because it ain't been right since. <laughs> right. And I'm just, I'm like. Well, the slaves built over. the white, slavery built the White House. Exactly. And we built it the first time. Right. And then the when it burned time. down, you built it the second time. Yeah. So that's why I said burn that motherfucking and down. And then when it burned again, that's why they painted it white because they were covering up the smoke stains on the side of the <laughs> building the after the second burning. Yup. Burn that motherfucker down again. See if you get some black people to build that shit. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, 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 I like reading about the French Revolution yeah. a lot <laughs> because those French people are like, they got down. So, well, and this is the thing. If 3% of your three, it only takes 3% of your people, of your population to overthrow the government. That's what happened in Egypt. That's what happened in France. Uh, that's how it, and so on that Women's Day March, 1% of the people came out. So if 3% are actually in the streets doing yes, something at the same time, that means that the government has to listen. It happens every time. Yeah. But I mean, we're so spread out, I wonder how, how we would be to, do, to a, do that. To do a, a like a coalition. I'm the thing is I'm optimistic enough that by this point where I think there's 
the fire is about to start with everything in government. We didn't start the fire. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Joel started the damn fire. He started it with Piano Man. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I feel like, you know, we won't we won't physically have to burn anything down because they're doing it themselves because you have so much incompetence. But I think there'll be a day and I'm optimistic still, there'll be a day where everyone, including some of his supporters, he'll still have some lawyers, those crazy crackers, they'll still be around for him. But I think there'll be a part where part of his supporters will finally, it'll hit them so hard that they have nothing else to do but leave his camp. I, um, I really am optimistic. But he's surrounding himself with all his own people. Right. So that's how he's like stacking the deck against us is that all the positions of power that make all the decisions the have his people in them. Absolutely. No, I, I agree. But what I'm saying is there is going to be a point where I feel like we are going to have to, everyone is going to join together at some point in time and burn it down. I mean, maybe more figuratively, I would say, rather than, of course, you know, in reality. I just, you know, I, I feel like, you know, some of those people are still asleep that are his supporters, but I feel like some of them are starting to come out. There's one by one. Yeah, it's going to take a time, but you're you're still going to have his loyalists, which are mostly skinheads and white supremacists, and you know people who say I'm not a racist, but right, right, right. But I'm but I'm not. I don't a, want them in my neighborhood. You I'm not those. a racist, for instance. <laughs> I am a ra- I am a racist, <laughs> or, for instance. Or or like you know. Not all Muslims are terrorists, but I'm saying most. Oh, right, 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 right. I right. love those people. So, did you know today is the 50-50 day campaign? This is a thing. Uh, in New York, Narl Pro-Choice America is proud to announce today's launch of its New York Times Square a new Times Square billboard at 43rd and Broadway, which calls for gender equality across the United States and around the world. In partnership with Refinery29 and the 50-50 Day campaign, Narl is using the space in Times Square where individuals from all 50 states and the world convene to inform the public of the work we did uh, as a country uh, of the work we did as a country must do to advance oof that was a bad sentence of theirs must do to advance reproductive health care close the gender wage gap and work in our own communities to make sure women are full and equal partners in society this billboard which will run through the summer builds on the work Narl's 1.2 million member activists are doing to make progress for women's rights and equality from state houses to the White House women have some distance to travel in this country before we can proudly say that women have equal opportunity to get ahead but there's real passion right now to get there and we're so thrilled to join forces with the 50 50 day campaign and refinery 29 to trumpet that call for gender equality to be the central priority at home and abroad says Ilse Hogue president of Narl Pro-Choice America for women our ability to define and plan our own families is the first step toward equal opportunity but hardly the last that's why we join arms and march rally advocate and even put up giant billboards to call for women to be reflected in civil civic and government policy to control our own destinies and to be compensated for our contributions we know that when women succeed everyone especially our families benefits this billboard is a testament to how much the message of 5050 day has grown said amy emmerch chief 
content officer of Refinery29. Tiffany Schlein is a visionary, and there's no surprise that this Shatterbox anthology film has turned into a global movement. We're excited to campaign this creative and critical mission and take it from the streets to the movie theaters to social conversations to incite change and important dialogue around gender equality. We know our audience of young women cares and is more inspired than ever to turn their energy into real action, and this is the perfect opportunity to do so. 5050 Day is about amplifying the global conversation on gender balance and equality in all sectors of society. And we are so proud to partner with NARL and Refinery29 to get this message out, said Tiffany Schlain, co-founder of the 5050 Day with Sawyer Steele and Julie Hermlin. We hope that everyone who walks by the billboard and beyond will be encouraged to use their voice and join the conversation about how how a more gender balanced world is truly a better world for all. The billboard comes as part of the first ever 50-50 day on March 10th, which is today, which invites people across the globe to explore how a more gender-balanced world is better for everyone. There are over 10,000 screenings and discussion events happening at companies, organizations, schools, and museums in 50 states and 61 countries. At each event, participants will watch the 20-minute film 50-50, Rethinking the Past, Present, and Future of Women in Power, directed by Emmy-nominated filmmaker Tiffany Schlain, written and produced by Tiffany Shane, Sloyer Steele, and Julie Hermelin as part of Refinery's 29 Shatterbox Anthology film series, and then listen to the global live cast Q&A online. Speakers and participants will include actress and philanthropist Eva Longoria, comedian and activist Margaret Cho, Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti, activist and Oscar-nominated film director Eva Duvener, Duven, oh, oh, I love her. Duvernay. Duvernay. Former Icelandic president Vidis Filmbergalbart. I and Bjork will also be there. She is so great. I can't wait for her to. I love Bjork. Former Malawi president Dr. Joyce Banda and many others will speak and answer questions online in this powerful and diverse dialogue about how and why we must create a more gender-balanced world that's better for everyone. The events are free, and online discussion materials for every age will be available. People can sign up to participate in 5050 Day at 5050day.org and follow along at hashtag getting to 5050. A full list of speakers can be viewed at 5050day.org. So that's today. You guys should check it out nice. if you want to listen to that. Gender equality. We know it's not happening, but maybe someday. No. Right. Maybe someday. Maybe someday we'll be in charge of our own girly parts. Uh, that would be nice. Yeah, wouldn't that? Oh, uh, God. Yeah. Every day is something new. Every day is something new. Healthcare bill and Trump EO throw women under the bus. Here, we'll just go back. Just to be more depressed, we'll, we'll see. So we got to read how the Drug Policy Alliance views the new healthcare reform <laughs> uh, so we know that it takes away uh, it's going to be terrible for, for harm reduction in and drug policy change and this is uh, also it throws women under the bus we mentioned this a few moments ago uh, today or the other day President Trump and Republicans are expected to advance two measures that threaten access to basic reproductive health care an executive order that will begin rolling back the Affordable Health Care Act's contraceptive coverage policy <laughs> 
and legislation to take health care coverage from millions of Americans, defund Planned Parenthood, and coerce insurers into dropping coverage of abortion care. Narl Pro-Choice America President Ilse Hoag released the following statement in response. President Trump and congressional Republicans have shown once again their commitment to punishing and burdening women with every step they take. When they undermine and take away the health care we as women, we need as women, they're clearly saying that women and our ability to plan and care for our families are not their priority. Giving money to their rich friends is. That's why, that is where they are so out of step with those they claim to represent. Americans did not vote to have their health care taken away or to have their access to birth control cut off. The popularity of the Affordable Care Act provides that. Millions have marched in the streets, called the representatives, and protested at town halls to protect women's access to health care. And our 1.2 million member activists will keep rising up in protest and demanding their leaders expand women's freedom and equality. Uh, read more about how the Trump administration has attacked women's rights dr- during his presidency. Yay! Yay! <laughs> oh, wait, have you seen of uh, the 13 um, men uh, who are basically in charge of the uh, committee? Oh, the 13 men. Yeah, the 13 like white guys that are in oh, charge of 13 women's... 13 old, right, old right, right. white dudes. Yeah, it's crazy not one single vagina yeah in that not room. even in probably the, not even not even i bet there. you not even one hard dick in that room it's either. crazy it's a bunch of soft <laughs> it's soft. throwing just throwing women under the bus it's i mean some of these dudes have wives right i, mean, I, right, I'm I like, know what, isn't what, it crazy I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to say i'm trying to think of like yeah. what what what's their wife have, say or their daughters? Their daughters. Yeah, or, their daughters. Yeah, that's great. Their daughters. Uh, Trump's anti-woman first hundred days. Ugh. Well, we did it. If you are reading this, you have officially survived the first hundred days of the Trump presidency. Somewhere in between the 23 days he spent at Mar-a-Lago and his 19 golf outings, President Trump found the time to roll back progress for women and girls across the country. Decisions that will hit women of color, LGBTQ people, and immigrant women the hardest. Here's a recap of the steps Trump has taken so far to enact a dystopian agenda that will make sure women remain second-class citizens in our country and around the world. Here we go. Day one. Top 10. Trump starts moving to take health care away from millions of Americans. On his first day in office, Trump started working to take away health care from millions of Americans by directing agencies to stop enforcing certain aspects of the Affordable Care Act, the landmark health care law, which saved women $1.4 billion per year by making it possible for millions to afford health care insurance and providing them with critical health care benefits such as well-woman visits, maternity care, and no cost birth control the, this is this is funny about birth control why would you take birth control away what yeah, why? why so no, this is funny um <laughs> back in the day uh women during childbirth with the catholics or whatever they weren't given pain medication when they were having a baby even though it was existed because in the bible it says that pain during childbirth is what a woman is supposed to endure because it's her it's that's god gave them that sin because they ate the apple got the knowledge passed it on and then were punished forever by having pain in childbirth so the catholics wouldn't let women have any pain pain medication in childbirth because they're supposed to 
We're supposed to be. We're supposed to, to right. You're supposed to have that pain because it's a thing from the, from the Bible. Yeah, because we're evil. We're yeah, because we're evil. Day four. Burn the witch. You burn them. Day four. Trump revokes funding from foreign NGOs that so much as uh, speak about abortion. Not even 48 hours into his administration, surrounded by a group of white men, Trump signed an order reinstating the global gag rule, which denies funding to organizations and clinics around the world that so much as mention the word abortion. This draconian policy will lead to the deaths of thousands of women and will actually result in 2.2 million more abortions a year. Day 12. Trump makes good on his promise to appoint Supreme Court justices who will work to overturn Roe v. Wade by nominating Judge Neil Gorsuch. During the campaign, Trump promised over and over that he would appoint someone to the Supreme Court who would overturn Roe v. Wade. He appointed Neil Gorsuch to fulfill that promise. Gorsuch is an extreme conservative judge backed by extreme anti-choice groups who'd like to jail women for seeking abortions and outlaw birth control. He also thinks that women (laughs) manipulate their employers for maternity leave and is shocked everybody else doesn't know that. Through the people's defense, millions of Americans resisted Gorsuch's nomination. Thanks to Senate Republicans changing the rules to put him on the court, Gorsuch will bring his extremist views to the court for decades to come because he's 49 years old. Day 21, noted racist and anti-choice politicians Jeff Sessions becomes attorney general. Uh, Sessions boasts a decidedly racist and anti-choice record. From going after voting rights activists to letting perpetrators of anti-abortion violence evade financial responsibility for their actions, to voting against the Violence Against Women Act, to claiming it's not sexually assault to grab a woman by the pussy, it's only fitting that Trump and Senate Republicans made him the highest law enforcement official in the country. Day 22. Staunch healthcare opponent Tom Price becomes Secretary of Health and Human Services. During this, t- during his time in Congress, Price repeatedly voted to defund Planned Parenthood and championed legislation that would make abortion legal nationwide, illegal nationwide, and outlaw most common forms of comp- contraception. He has spent his years in Congress denouncing the Affordable Care Act, Medicaid, and Medicare. Price's position gives him broad power to weaken these policies as he despises that uh, help women and their families. Day 46, Trump offers, offers in quotations, to maintain funding for Planned Parenthood if it stops providing abortion care. We all know that abortion is a critical part of women's health care and vital to our bodily autonomy. So, nope. Day 47 to 64, Trump and House Republicans try and fail to take health care away from millions and strip Planned Parenthood of federal funding. Trump and White House Republicans... Uh, Trump, Trump and House Republicans' plan would have left millions of people without access to basic health care, including cancer screenings, birth control, STI testing, and abortion care. In true pro-life fashion, the plan would have also gutted prenatal care coverage, you know, the thing that allows women to survive pregnancy and give birth to healthy children. Thanks to the huge resistance campaign waged by everyday Americans, Trump and congressional Republicans failed to pass this stinking turd of a bill. Day 50, Trump nominates anti-choice conservative Scott Gottlieb to lead FDA. Gottlieb is a vocal critic of the Affordable Care Act, calling it a rolling failure of public policy. It's not. And doesn't think that it should cover birth control, despite the fact that 70% of Americans fully support contraceptive coverage. He's also against Planned Parenthood because why wouldn't you be as a person of in charge of protecting public health? Wait, I want to know what the 30% of people who don't support birth control. Yeah. Like, I, what's wrong with you? That's still a well, high number for me. Well, it's 30% is a pretty high number, but there are people who don't believe in 
free access to birth control or they don't believe in access to birth control because of their religious beliefs because it does say oh, yeah. like you know like the cat but the catholics because have sort of changed their view they, on yeah, that yeah yeah that's what i'm saying because i'm like even catholics because i was raised catholic i know they changed their view years ago on birth control so i'm just interested yeah, who are the who are the yeah. Americans that are like? Mm, that sounds like they're in the government. Day fifty six, <laughs> Trump releases a radical budget proposal that would gut programs um, millions of women's depend on. Women's President Trump's first budget proposal gave us a terrifying glimpse into his dystopian ideas for our country. In def- defunding countless programs in that benefit low income, rural, or marginalized communities, these radical and unprecedented cuts would leave women and families worse off by making it harder for them to access vital health care, including abortion, birth control, and other family planning resources. Day 63, Trump appoints anti-choice Roger Serviano to head the Department of Health and Human Services of Civil Rights. Appointing Severino is very on brand for President Trump, who apparently believes it makes sense to put people in charge of things they don't believe in. Severino is vocally opposed to to provisions in the ACA that protect women and LGBTQ individuals from discrimination in healthcare system. So naturally, he's now in charge of those non-discrimination protections. He also opposes a huge number of policies that drive equality and social change, same-sex marriage, reproductive freedom, Planned Parenthood, and a woman's ability to access birth control regardless of how her employer feels about it. Day 74, Trump defunds critical UN family planning program. The Trump administration canceled funding for the United Nations Population Fund, UNFPA, which provides crucial maternity health, family planning, and other essential health services to some of the poorest women in the world. In recent years, U.S. support for UNFPA has saved tens of thousands of women from preventable deaths. By defunding UNFPA, Trump has put the health and lives of women worldwide at risk to score his own political points. How very pro-life of him. Day 84, Trump signs an order allowing states to discriminate against reproductive health clinics. Behind closed doors and surrounded by anti-choice leaders, Trump signed away access to birth control and critical preventative care for millions. Before President Obama left office, he passed a rule that would prevent states from discriminating against certain women's health clinics, including Planned Parenthood, that provide abortions. By canceling this rule, Trump gave into a fringe element of his political base and made it harder for women and families across the country to access basic health care. It's so bad. It keeps going, doesn't it? it? it, Oh, it just keeps going. This is the last. This is the last one. Darker and darker and darker. Day eighty-five. Trump makes anti-woman Stephen Miller an advisor on women's issues. (laughs) Trump kept with his tradition of promoting more Steves than women to senior position on his team in assigning misogynist Stephen Miller to head up women's policy at the White House. Miller is against it's so funny isn't it Miller is against paid family leave denies the existence of the gender wage gap men make more money than women because they work harder and choose better careers and has an abysmally retrograde and misogynist view of a woman's role in society a man who isn't comfortable laying eyes on a female construction worker is now taxed with crafting policies that govern women's lives bodies and opportunities Wait That's unbelievable. That, wait, so I've just imagined him walking into a meeting. So we're going to talk about women. Mm-hmm. Like, w- right. Wow. Anti-woman Stephen Miller is an advisor on women's issues. And, and Why wouldn't you appoint a woman 
on women's issues. You could have misogynist- Betsy DeVos on that one. Right. At least. At least. He is a, such a misogynistic pile, turd piles. Our government is made of turd piles. And this is so upsetting. I'm shaking that so many people have been appointed. And this dovetails right into our next thing. He gets to appoint the FBI director. So, but the thing is, he fired the FBI director because they were looking into his Russia ties and the Clinton Mm -hmm. things. And so now, oh, he gets to appoint the person that's going to be looking into federal investigations. By the way, it it was Jeff Sessions that, who, by the way, was supposed to recuse himself, by the way, um, who told uh, Trump to. You know, put it in his ear to get rid of Comey. Oh. Je- you know, Uncle or Jethro Sessions. Jethro <laughs> so, Sessions. <laughs> um, That's funny. But here, the thing was, this is where the whole Russia tag thing. Oh, by the way, you should look up the letter, the resignation letter that Trump sent to Comey. By and and here's some evidence how you should know that. This is all about Russia rather than uh, Hillary Clinton's emails. Even in the letter, it stated, or, or Cheeto stated that, thank you for not, or, you know, for letting me know about, you know, any ties to what he had to Russia. Basically, he, basically he's telling on himself. There's a letter, and the letter's only two pages, I believe, because these people in the, uh, the administration don't know how to write. Oh, it's really short. It's really short. Dear Director Comey, I have received the attached letters from the Attorney General and Deputy Attorney General of the United States recommending your dismissal as Director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I have accepted their recommendation and you are hereby terminated and removed from office effective immediately. While I greatly appreciate you informing me on three separate occasions that I am not under investigation, (laughs) I nevertheless concur with the judgment of the Department of Justice that you are not able to effectively lead the Bureau. It is essential that we find new leadership for the FBI that restores public trust and confidence in in this vital law enforcement mission. I wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors, Donald J. Trump. What was that paragraph? What paragraph did you read? Where he said... Oh, right, where he said, yeah, that on three separate occasions, letting me know that I'm not Not under investigation. You are not supposed to state that information, especially... When you are under investigation. So he he is under, well, I I guess everyone's under investigation from the FBI. But the thing, this lets you know that this has nothing to do with Hillary Clinton. Right. If you, it's just, it's it's all right there. He's being investigated by Russia, fires Comey, then the resignation letter is... You know, it just oh man. Yeah, it's really it's it not, seems it's not really a hard obvious. It's it's not a hard game to yeah. play. It isn't. <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm This should be a drinking game, but too many people would get alcohol poisoning if we turn this into a drinking right. game. Yeah, I know. Well that's the thing is like but who who is he gonna who is he gonna appoint? Who who has I mean, who is the most ridiculous person that he could appoint? We we said. Uh, oh, here we go. The most ridiculous. Jesse Ventura. We we like that one. I think that's pretty funny. Uh, um. Chris Christie. No, Chris that's, Christie. That's not, didn't didn't yeah. they already? Didn't he already? Yeah. Uh, um. They wouldn't put his fat ass into anything. Let's see. Um. Tiffany Trump. He has, a, he has a daughter named Tiffany? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No one ever talks about her. Oh, that's really funny. He has a daughter named Tiffany. I had no that was idea. That Marla Maples. Why do I know this shit? It's, it's not it's, important. That's, that's pretty amazing. 
Uh, uh, oh, he, I know who he can put in. Uh, Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson, right? Because <laughs> he could have stopped the uh, Civil, Civil War. War. <laughs> uh, President Trump has fired FBI Director James B. Comey, stating that the dramatic move was necessary to allow a new beginning at the FBI. Comey has been supervising an investigation of Russia's, Russia's meddling in the 2016 election and the possibility of cooperation between the people linked to Trump's campaign in Moscow. The FBI director has also been widely criticized by people in both parties for his handling of investigations connected to the election. The Russian investigation, as well as the inquiry into Hillary Clinton's email practices while she was Secretary of State. In firing Comey, Trump said he has acted on the recommendation of Deputy Attorney General Rod, Reins, Rod Rosenstein, a career prosecutor who is overseeing the FBI's handling of the Russian investigation because Attorney General Jeff Sessions has stepped aside from any role in it. In memorandum to Sessions, which was released by the White House, Rosenstein harshly criticized Comey for his actions going back to last July when he held a news conference to announce the FBI would not seek charges against Clinton in an email investigation but denounced her conduct. That was a serious misjudgment, Rosenstein wrote, adding, the goal of federal criminal investigation is not to announce our thoughts at a press conference. He went on to say that Comey has made the problems worse with his decision to disclose in late October, 11 days before the election, that the FBI had reopened its investigation of Clinton after finding State Department emails on a computer belonging to former Representative Anthony Weiner, the estranged husband of Clinton's aide, Huma Abdin. Clinton had blamed the Comey letter for contributing to her defeat, although polling evidence on that point is unclear. Comey told the Senate Judiciary Committee last week that he had no choice but to disclose the reopened investigation and did not conceal it. Rosenstein sharply disagreed. Prosecutors don't disclose non-public information about investigations, he wrote. Silence is not concealment. Huh. Given Comey's action and his refusal to admit that they were mistakes, the FBI is unlikely to regain public and congressional trust until it has a director who understands the gravity of the mistakes and pledges never to repeat them. Because he, ah, oh, this is weird. Sessions, in a letter to Trump, said that he was recommending Comey's dismissals for the reasons expressed by the Deputy Attorney General and order for the department to clearly reaffirm its commitment to longstanding principles of proper conduct by investigators. Trump, in a letter to Comey, informing him of his dismissal, said he accepted the recommendation. He added, he greatly appreciated you informing me on three separate occasions that I'm not under investigation. The White House Press Secretary, Sean Spicer, announced the decision to report Tuesday evening, saying Trump had accepted the recommendation of the Attorney General and the Deputy Attorney General regarding the dismissal of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, blah, 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 Jewel, and the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Comey was confirmed in 2013, although the FBI director serves a fixed term, which is supposed to insulate him from political pressure. Previous presidents of both parties have taken the position that as an officer of the executive branch, the director can be fired by the president. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, right, so there's that, there's that letter. Uh, so this was the, what Jeff Sessions said. As Attorney General, I am committed to high-level discipline, integrity, and the rule of law in the Department of Justice, an institution that I deeply respect. Based on my evaluation for the reasons I expressed at the Deputy Attorney General 
in the attached memorandum, I have concluded that a fresh start is needed in the leadership of the FBI. It is essential that this Department of Justice clearly reaffirm its commitment to longstanding principles that ensure the integrity and fairness of federal investigations and prosecutions. The deputy, the director of the FBI must be someone who follows faithfully the rules and principles of the Department of Justice and who sets the right example for our law enforcement officials and others in the department. Therefore, I must recommend that you remove Director James B. Comey Jr. and identify an experienced and qualified individual to lead the great men and women of the FBI. Okay, see, Sal, uh, Jethro Sessions was supposed to recuse himself about the whole Russia thing. Um, so the way around it was to, instead of say anything about Russia, was to blame the Hillary Clinton email thing. Right. So that way, because he, he, he's recused from the... Um, the whole Russian investigation. So that's how they were able to dance around. Dance, dance, dance. And yeah, so that's that's the story. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of the media outlets haven't aren't saying that, but that's I mean, come on. It's just really it's just right there. It, I, it's very um, <laughs> I'm very sad that we so we've looked up some FBI information here um, I think that the first thing we should look at is uh, female body inspector yeah <laughs> hashtag one FBI you can apply to jobs here uh, we are one family at the FBI we will challenge you to forge a career with other dedicated employees working for the same critical mission. We have a diverse culture of employees that make one FBI become a part of our family and experience a career like no other. They have, uh, they have STEM, develop a display, investigate tools, technologies to keep America safe, accounting and finance, ensure accountability to ensure able our mission and help us detect and track financial crimes. Foreign languages, use your cultural language expertise to protect the nation and create relationships with communities and surveillance, collect and report evidence to move investigations forward. Let's see what jobs they have open right now at FBI jobs, everybody. Female body. Is that one of them? That's fun. Yeah. That's we'll, we'll see what they which which jobs they currently have and, and and how much if they even tell you how much the FBI gets paid. I'm I'm interested to know. I mean, it's a government job. I will. They drug test. I won't want to. Oh, be I know. I can never. They and they sure they hair test. They'd be like, you took acid last year. <laughs> um. So, enter a value to look for your key search posted anytime keywords external internal talent networks <gasps> search posting type talent networks what are they looking talent for networks uh here we go dar memphis talent network dar chicago talent network dar san antonio talent network what's a talent network what about i don't know what it means let's look at detroit talent network fbi jobs here we go. Um, if you are ready to apply to the special agent vacancy before the DAR session, please review our special agent eligibility requirements. If you are able to apply, please enter DAR 2017MI as your provided referral code. In the quick start of the... Um, paste your resume. I like the way you read that. I, I, I just... I don't understand... Are you ready to apply as a special agent? I want to see what the special agent stuff is. Position, special agent. Uh, salary, 62000 to 80000 full-time permanent. 
Ooh, a career like no other. The FBI seeks responsible, motivated self-starters to work in a high-pressure and demanding team environment. Special agent applicants must be able to work independently, adapt to changing and sometimes dangerous situations to make logical, well-reasoned decisions based on all available facts. Applicants should have superior interpersonal abilities and be able to effectively communicate both orally and in writing in an organized and articulate manner. Orally. Ooh. Special agents are responsible for enforcing over 300 federal statutes and conducting sensitive national security investigations. As a special agent, you may be asked to use your language skills to interview a witness who speaks only a foreign language, your IT skills to locate evidence concealed deep within a computer network, or your CPA skills to uncover hidden assets. Whether it's identifying and recruiting human source for information that may ultimately avert a terrorist act, or gathering intelligence on a foreign enemy determined to do us harm, the FBI provides the opportunity for leaders in every community to give back. This opportunity should not be taken lightly. Lightly, the <laughs> FBI special agent position requires significant commitment and dedication from you and your family. So hot. Uh, you must be between 23 and 36 years of age. I'm too old. I'm just right. Yeah, right? Uh, I mean, ripe. Three, yes. that you, this is your three years plus full-time professional work experience potential exception for veterans advanced degree blah 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 I still have no idea what the job is about can I apply for the director position you can we look can we look <laughs> yes. under FBI jobs yes Pam Benjamin <laughs> applies for the FBI director private position. Benjamin private Benjamin yeah I love that movie I'd be like <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hunt the, I'm gonna hunt your drug people everybody yeah. Get, get the evil off the streets, FBI. You get to wear a power suit. Yeah. Explore all career paths. Oh, boy. FBI or CIA? Which one? They don't do the same thing to me. I don't understand the difference. I don't. Is that? I mean, I, I kind of don't. Central Intelligence Agency versus Federal Bureau of Investigation. So I guess the, I the like, FBI investigates and the CIA collects. I don't like neither of them were ah here we go <laughs> employment disqualifiers employment drug policy fbi uh -oh. background investigation let's start with their drug policy <laughs> the fbi is firmly committed to a drug-free society and workplace applicants for employment with the fbi who are currently using illegal drugs misusing or abusing legal drugs or other substances at the time of application process will be found unsuitable for employment while the fbi does not condone any prior unlawful drug use by applicants the fbi realizes some otherwise qualified applicants may have used illegal Legal drugs at some point in their past. The guidelines set forth in this policy should be followed for determining whether the applicant's prior drug use makes him or, him or her unsuitable for employment. Blah, 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 blah. Marijuana usage. Candidates cannot have used marijuana within the three years preceding the date of their application for employment, regardless of the location of use, even if marijuana is, use is legal in the applicant's home state. The various forms of marijuana include cannabis, hashish, hash oil, and tetrahydrocannabinoil, THC, in both synthetic and natural forms. A candidate's use of marijuana in its various forms for medical reasons, regardless of whether or not it was prescribed by a licensed physician, cannot be used as a mitigating factor. That, that's no fun. No, you can't use it. So, so you can't have used it in three years. So in other words, so the problem is, so I guess that's why FBI and CIA agents are alcoholics. Maybe. Yeah, candidates cannot have 
used any illegal drug other than marijuana within 10 years preceding the date of employment. In addition, candidates cannot have sold, distributed, manufactured, or transported any illegal drug or controlled substances without because legal authorization. Because that's why we're hiring you to do. Right. <laughs> Can- candidates cannot have used anab- anabolic steroids without prescription from a licensed practicing physician in the last 10 years preceding the date of application for employment. Wait, um, going back to the drug thing, um, yeah. minus the marijuana, doesn't amphetamines and stuff get out of your system pretty quickly so how Wait, you could just lie yeah because how would you know as for cannabis you, you know, yeah it's in there for 22 days but yeah yeah methamphetamine's out in 48 hours same with cocaine i yeah. mean they can't test for it but i get they i bet they give you a lie detector test or something Ooh, well right. so we look and they show a picture of them storming in with cool guns <laughs> Oh my God! Action. It's just like the movie Action. Commando. Yeah. Yeah. FBI, get down! You mean female body investigator? Right. Uh, no, no. I, 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 I don't like the FBI or the CIA. Y'all criminals to me. It's uh. We, we also DEA. looked up the FBI's most wanted. Ooh, that guy's hot. With the tattoo. with the tattoo, yeah. Uh, hey, by the way, don't get a tattoo on your forehead and then get wanted by the FBI when it's got <laughs> looks like two hands coming up. Because you'll be sought coming. out very easily. Yeah, easily sought out. Let's see who the ten most wanted people are. Uh, maybe we could have them apply for the FBI. Ooh yeah. Because uh, it takes it takes a criminal to know a criminal. You know what I'm saying? Ha <laughs> ha! Didn't bunch. Yeah. I I, I really think we should apply for the. I think that would be really funny. If I would rather for run them. for Senate before I join any of join, those. Right. But, but can you imagine Pam Benjamin, leader of the FBI? Never. It never happened. <laughs> it could never, ever happen. You know happen. what? You would, I, I think you would You would destroy the whole federal bureau. I really think I you would, would. I would dismantle it from the inside. Actually, that would be cool if they did hire someone to, I mean... And that person ends up destroying that branch. Mm. Mm. I mean, that's just wishful thinking. So here's the FBI's 10 most wanted list. I've never heard of any of these people. Alexis Flores, Yasser Abdel Saeed, Walter Yovani Gomez, Bakdesh Kumar Chetbai Patel, Luis Macedo, Derek Jason Derek Brown, our first white guy. <laughs> William Robert William Fisher, another white guy. William Bradford Bishop Jr., white guy. Eduardo Eduardo Ravello, and Robert Francis Van Weese was captured, so we don't have to worry about him. Um, let's look up one of these. This guy looks really creepy. Robert <laughs> William looks Fisher. Like he's done some shit yeah. or ate some people. Yeah, he looks really scary. Uh, Robert William Fisher is one of the FBI's 10 most wanted. There's a $100,000 reward for fugitive Robert William Fisher. Robert William Fisher is wanted for allegedly killing his wife and two young children and then blowing up the house in which they lived in in Scottsdale, Arizona in April 2001. The FBI is offering a award of $100,000 for information leading directly to the arrest of William Fisher. He killed his own family. Of Robert William Fisher. See, I don't know why. Why do white people do that shit? Here, uh, Fisher is a physically fit and avid outdoorsman, hunter, and fisherman. He has a noticeable gold crown on his upper left bicuspid tooth. He may walk with an exaggerated erect posture with his chest pushed out due to a lower back injury. He's known to chew tobacco heavily. He has ties in New Mexico and Florida. He is believed to be in possession of several weapons, including a high-power rifle. Um, you know what? I think that we are in the wrong business. I think that we should start looking for FBI. I think that we should start like a business. We can travel around. If we caught this guy, we could get a- bounty hunters. Yeah, we could make a hundred thousand dollars. If we caught these 10 guys, 
Most wanted. We, we could get the rewards. We could make a million dollars. So we'd be sexy bounty hunters. We'd be sexy bounty hunters. Like you know, absolutely. Women Boots usually know how to manipulate men pretty easily. Yeah, I need gay. to learn how to ride a motorcycle. Yeah, we're gonna. You're gonna drive the car. I'm gonna drive a motorcycle. Like we're gonna this. go together. We're gonna find this guy. We're gonna make a hundred thousand dollars. This sounds a, like a great but, job. But he, I don't know. He plays with like bows and arrows and shit. I know he right, does because he right, said they right. Said it says he, he's an avid outdoorman. I'm like. Mm. I don't. Are you looking up bounty hunters? No, I'm. I'm looking up potential FBI directors for our rap. <laughs> Who could they be? Potential interim FBI directors being interviewed today. Oh God! Uh, we can look and mouth. see who they are. They're all white and old. Remember, everybody, balls. we can. Uh, you can apply to jobs. They've lots and lots of jobs in the FBI right now, including FBI director. Yes, but you have to be old and white and male. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, here, uh, potential candidates serve as interim FBI director are reportedly being interviewed Wednesday by Attorney Jeff, Jeff Sessions. Jeff Rose. And uh, they, they don't tell. Dang it, tell us who they are. They, of course, they wouldn't tell us who they are. Uh, McCabe is currently serving as acting FBI director. Um, John McCain? No, oh. uh, different. Oh. Possible FBI directors. I want to get a list so, for our rap because we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna f- we're gonna figure out who the FBI. Talk some shit. Yeah, FBI female body inspectors. Um, who will be the next FBI director? Which white guy? Yeah, which which white guy? I mean, could it? Could you imagine it would be a woman? I can't even. I can't even What's imagine. What's a woman? Right. I, of course, they wouldn't know what they're they're doing. Um, okay, here we go. All right. There's a couple listed here. Um, a couple of candidates. The most discussed names in that pool included some of the most familiar names in law enforcement, including, along with a former member of Commerce Congress. Let's see. I'm trying to go down here. Lou, give, give me the thing. Um, Ken Wassenstein, former uh, head of the Justice Department. National Security Division was another favorite. Chairman Rogers exemplifies the principles that should be possessed by the next FBI director. Uh, his diverse experience. Earlier this week, Wayne Steen made public appearance, even though he stayed off the sidelines. Duh, 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 duh. They're not. They're not really giving us a list, which I, which I wanted. Dang yeah. it. Um. But Big, Big Bird is a candidate. Oh, here we go. Possible eleven possible contenders to place Comey. This is what we want. Uh. All right, Politico. Ray Kelly. Oh no! Oh my God! No, no, not Ray Kelly. Okay. Uh, are we scared? Ray Kelly did two stints as New York no. City Police Commissioner under Mayor David Dinkins and Michael Bloomberg. Kelly is a highly respected law enforcement and has a strong reputation uh, with community leaders in New York. However, his involvement with the New York State Police Department's controversial surveillance of mosques and Muslims in the yeah. years after. September 11th attacks could create resistance in Congress. The bigger problem for Kelly could be his age, 75. That would make him 85 by the time of the 10-year term for FBI directors. Although we know we can just fire them after four years. It's no big deal. Uh-huh. Mike Rogers, the former House Intelligence Committee chairman and seven-term congressman from Michigan, has one obvious qualification. 
He's a former FBI special agent. Rogers briefly served on Trump's transition team, but was removed in a reshuffle mid-November. In the brief time, Rogers spent aiding Trump will fuel questions about his independence. But a Benghazi probe he led as Intelligence Committee chairman essentially cleared Hillary Clinton of wrongdoing, which could reassure some Democrats. Ken Weinstein. A longtime federal prosecutor now in private practice, Weinstein served as the first head of the Justice Department's National Security Division when it was formed in 2006. He was previously the attorney, U.S. Attorney General and nation's in the nation's capital under President George W. Bush. Weinstein also brings FBI experience, having served as general counsel to chief of staff for FBI Director Robert Mueller. Weinstein, who is widely respected by prosecutors and law enforcement officials, was reportedly considered by President Barack Obama as a replacement for Mueller in 2011 before Obama asked Mueller to extend his term by two years. Trey Gowdy. Uh, I don't like him either. Fuck him too. The former federal prosecutor and four-term GOP congressman from South Carolina is fucker. considered by his colleagues an authority on law enforcement matters. He may fit Trump's vision of an FBI chief, but Gowdy comes with significant baggage. His tenure as the head of the House Benghazi Committee which focused intently on Hillary Clinton's role in that controversy and her emails. That may cause Democrats to question Gowdy's independence for the White House. Yep. In a statement Tuesday, Gowdy asked for an independent-minded replacement for Comey. Chuck Rosenberg. Rosenberg is a federal veteran federal prosecutor who is currently serving as acting chief of the Drug Enforcement the DEA. Great. Uh, Let's oh take the God. DEA. Let's move the DEA guy to the FBI. Other things I don't like. Before taking that post, Rosenberg was chief of staff to Comey, a connection that might be too close for comfort for Trump. Rosenberg is highly regarded by Republican and Democratic lawyers. He has served in a series of high-level roles at the Justice Department and as a prosecutor of Northern in Northern Virginia. Uh, of potential interest to Trump, Rosenberg has experience with law enforcement at the Mexican border from a stint acting as U.S. Attorney General in the Southern Texas about a decade ago. George Terwilling, Terwillinger, Terwillinger served as Deputy Attorney General under President George H.W. Bush in the early 90s after serving as U.S. Attorney in Vermont and as a federal prosecutor in Washington. Terwillinger spoke out against Comey's decision in October to disclose that the FBI had reopened the Clinton email probe to examine new evidence. There's a difference between being independent and flying solo, he told the New York Times. Terwillinger has been active in Republican political circles and in 2014 called for a special counsel to investigate the IRS's targeting of conservative groups. In private practice for the past couple of decades, he's currently defending former Representative Aaron Schlock, Republican from Illinois. Oh, no, that guy. He's the one that stole a bunch of campaign money. Oh, yeah. Well, this guy's defending him. Larry Thompson, former deputy attorney general under President George W. Bush. Why? Thompson <laughs> joined with Democratic lawyer and former deputy attorney general Jamie Gorlick in Washington Post op-ed last fall that blasted Comey for his decision to publicize aspects of the Clinton email probe. Uh, he's 71, so they're saying that could be an issue. Mark Phillip. Phillip... Also, former Attorney General under George W. Bush has some resume points other contenders lack. He was a federal judge in Chicago before taking the number two job at DOJ. He also served as a law clerk to Justice Antonin Scalia, Ugh. whom Trump is fond of praising. Fran Townsend, Homeland Security Advisor to George W. Bush, she started her career she as federal. It would be great if a woman did, even though it's terrible that she was, you know, security advisor under. Townsend would make would give Trump a chance to make history by naming the first woman as director of the FBI. Ooh. But some Republicans 
have long been wary of her because she of the job she filled at the DOJ during the Clinton years. Oh, please get her. Or Rudy Giuliani slash Chris Christie. <gasps> you were joking about Chris Christie. I was kidding. No. Kidding. That is so funny. Oh. You were kidding about it. Giuliani and Christie both have strong <laughs> resumes as federal prosecutors and have worked closely with the FBI. But, but both men would struggle to pick up any Democratic votes in the Senate due to concerns about their ties to Trump. They might even face uh, resistance from some Republicans. That said, several Democrats told Politico in interviews that they would not be surprised to see Trump tap Giuliani or Christie for the FBI post because of his history of choosing close associates for high-ranking jobs. I was was I kidding? Yeah, you were. Was, I, I was you were kidding. kidding. I was kidding. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't read that political article, y'all. I I just mentioned. Giuliani. No, you're just the smartest person alive. No, yeah, I am because it's just come. It's, it's just. It it's, seems so obviously. That's so funny. It's like it's you so know funny. the end of this movie. Right. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. That's so funny. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. Uh, so here, I just looked up the um, top famous trending people right now. One is because I was thinking maybe some of these could be the new FBI director. Lamar Odom. Oh, he's, you know, the Kardashians ex-boyfriend. Oh, husband. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. A, he's in the sports. Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, yeah. Tap her for the FBI. Tap her. Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Now, oh, Ronda Rousey could be an bitch. excellent FBI director. She would she, definitely put the punishment down. Oh, literally. She would bring I'm the punishment. That bitch. Uh, Donald Trump. Why uh, not? Why not elect himself? Why, why not make himself not? not only? He could do everything. He can do right? everything. He, he could said, do because it's huge. He's huge. He's huge and tremendous. I'm the smartest man I know. I'm, I'm huge and tremendous, and I could also be the president. I could also be the director of the FBI. I, could I can do, do, it do both all. jobs. <laughs> uh, Ruby Rose. Uh, she is. Uh, the girl on the uh, Orange is the New Black. Oh. Why do I know that? Charlie name? Sheen. What's he doing back in I don't know. AIDS? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's not funny, but is it? it I, I don't know. Brian Williams. Uh, yeah, you know, he's the TV. And member. Rachel Dolezal is back. Why is that bitch back? I have what no she idea. Do? What was she? Oh, she wrote a book. Did she? Yeah. But I just I just put in famous trending people right now. Wow. And that's what we got. I'm I'm just curious to why Charlie Sheen and why is that bitch Rachel Dolezal back? I'm curious. I yeah, and and, and for some reason it won't. Um, it won't let me well, if, click okay, on them. Well, the funny thing is, if Rachel Dolenzal was the head of the FBI, they should be the, the, the whitest black person. No, the blackest white person in the administration. Ah. <laughs> uh, so these were the most popular people. Maybe, I mean, maybe they would be good for... It's from, Co- it's, it's from it's from Cosmopolitan, so they could be. Lamar Odom would let everyone smoke crack. Right. He would be great for the for uh, you know the drugs for the drug policy. Yeah. Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. Great for trans go. policies. Uh, she voted for Trump. She ate that's great. Oh, there she is. I see who she is. Yeah. Uh, Sheen. Yeah, Why? it was because of the HIV positive. But oh. yeah, no, the funny thing is that this is actually, I just looked that up, but this is actually from 2015. Aww. So it's, I don't know if they're going to be the best Aww. people to represent us right now Gosh, with the that FBI. is so two years ago. That's I know, so isn't that old. funny? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Thanks a lot, internets. Bring it up old shit. I got all excited. I'm like, is Lamar Odom smoking crack again? I, no. Right? Uh, I'm going to put in, I'm going to do a better search. Thanks. Thanks, Google. Yeah. Top trending people now. Top trending people now. Do your job, Google. You're taking everyone else's. Do yours right. Ooh. Top. Burn. 
burn, burn, Google, burn. burn. I'm kidding. Don't burn Google. Well, we're trying to come up with the, um, for the today's hot, dirty pee in the sheriff rap. Uh, FBI, man. It's going to be all about uh, the F- FBI. We need a new director. We so we're looking new, for some. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I want top trending people now. Okay, Google Trends, fine. <laughs> top ta- top categories, all all charts. There used to be this really great comedy show, and it was called Trending Topics, and it was really fun. They took the top trending topics of the day, and then they'd put them up on the wall, and you had to write jokes that day about that oh, stuff. That's awesome. That sounds and, fun. And and it was it was really fun. Um, it's like mixing improv into it as well. Okay, so now we've got a, a big list of things. Here, this is ridiculous. The the top trending animals number two is the Brahma chicken. I I don't know what that is. Uh, number five is the snake. Why are animals trending right now? Why do we care? Uh, animals animals had the tweet. Animals know. are trending. Uh, baseball teams also trending right now. Number baseball one, season. New York Yankees. Number four, San Francisco Giants. Why they keep losing? Uh, top. Uh, and this is dumb top trending basketball players and I don't even see my boy Steph Curry I don't see oh. any actual oh don't get the but, Bay but, Area basketball teams Golden State Warriors are trending top which means we could actually just appoint them as the FBI director right the Golden State Warriors yes. can be the FBI I director think I think that that's actually the smartest way it'll to go it'll be a slam dunk it'll be a slam dunk it'll be great I'm loving it <laughs> I'm struggling. Oh, good. The top, the top cocktails. This is ridiculous. Okay. I mean, don't, don't, don't make me mad. It's, it's a margarita. Are you serious? I have no idea. And, and number five is a Moscow mule. What is a Moscow mule? Moscow mule is just fucking, uh, ginger beer and, uh, vodka. Oh, and sometimes you'll put like a little splash of soda maybe. And it has to be in a certain cup, a tin cup. Oh, um, yeah, this is dumb top drinks coffee beer milk wine tea dumb what the fuck are I don't on? even know I'm this on Google stupid. this is super stupid but I was thinking we just just need names for, your, we for just our need rap names Google do your job or I'll take it yeah we just need we just <laughs> need we're job. just all we want to do is talk about uh you know female body inspectors yeah, that's what it's about today. Female <laughs> body inspectors. Actually, that is, it's I guess, real. I guess the, it's it real. Actually the FBI. Real. <laughs> yeah, it's FBI female body inspectors, oh. and uh, it's gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna try. We're gonna see what happens here. Uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna make some magic, yo. FBI magic. Oh. Tantu, teaching you the language of beats. Oh. Uh, Let's go. Get the beats down, little Dr. Dre in the back. I say Dr. Dre for FBI director. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. Dr. J. Dr. Dre puts the shit down. Dr. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. He ain't gonna take no shit from anybody. He's just gonna put the shit down. He's gonna beat down. I recommend Big Bird. Because everyone in the government is a big turd. Yeah, big turd for FBI director. Female body inspector. Yeah, who else would be a good FBI director? I say Ronda Rouse. She gonna put the smack down. Smack bitch. Oh, smack down smack on everybody. I trust her. I trust Why her. Why not? Who else are you gonna trust? You gonna go Chris Christie or Rudy Giuliani? <laughs> I say no, no way, no uh-huh. FBI, no. Who's gonna be in charge of the FBI? 
I recommend Ted Bundy. Though he's dead now. We can redirect his ghost, bring it back. He's gonna put the smack down. Oh, he's on fleet. You know what I mean? He strangles. Strangles women too. Yeah! That's what our government does. Yeah, just strangling women. Strangling women. If you want to apply to a job at the FBI, just go to FBIjobs.gov. You could have some employment eligibility, but don't, you probably don't, don't if you smoke don't, pot. You don't see, do drugs. can't have smoked pot in the past three years. That's impossible here in San Francisco. Who hasn't smoked pot in the past three hours? I ain't got friends like that anymore. <laughs> Me. Not gonna be a part of the FBI. Not gonna be in a director. Hey, FBI. not I. This ain't gonna happen. Who else can we? Who else? Who else? Who else? How about Tony Robbins? Tony Robbins <laughs> for FBI director. FBI, FBI, FBI. He'll say fuck to you. He'll say change your life. Say I'm in charge of the FBI. I'm the director of everything in your life. Give me your money. I'm Tony Robbins and self help. It's way better than Rudy Giuliani, right? <laughs> <laughs> FBI. Yeah. FBI. The FBI. Trump's gonna elect someone for the FBI because anyone who doesn't believe in his Russian ties, I say he's gonna pick someone who really hates Clinton, who's gonna make her go to prison. It's gonna be sad and it might be great, but he's gonna really try to clean the slate with a new person in the FBI. Female body inspector. Who's gonna be the leader of the FBI? Female body inspector. Maybe we should have a margarita. It's the number one trending cocktail, and I'm sure that it could run the FBI. I'm sure that it can take care of these important tasks. It's salty enough, too. Find the criminals. Prosecute them. Leader of the FBI. Yeah. C-I-A and D-E-A. What they got to be, I don't care. What about Charlie Sheen? Yay! <laughs> we did it again! We did it! Yay! I found that one a little bit harder for some reason. Because we were actually like rapping. Yeah. <laughs> like, words. We were, words. Dictionary! Thesaurus! In this, the was head. A, this is a good one. Um, so I realized on last week's one, this, the song actually gets good like. 30 seconds into it. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna change it. I'm going to cut off the beginning because I got lost and didn't know what we were doing. But once we get to this one part, it gets really good. Um, but this one, this one, I, I like this one. Stay tuned. Yay! Hey, hot dirty pee. Dude. Who's going to lead the FBI? Anybody. Anybody. It could be a snake or a dog or a chicken. Or a I don't... A margarita. Or a margarita. <laughs> Fucking yeah, because a margarita <laughs> has not smoked pot in the past three years. So it's not going to be a problem for that margarita. No. To get a job. I think that margarita will get the job before I do. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I don't even uh, know how to make a good margarita. What? I don't because I well, I don't drink tequila. Oh man. I just don't. I mean, it's like triple sec, and don't use triple sec. Too sugary. Too sweet. Too use sugary. Some, use simple syrup. Uh huh. Um, which helps because it's just water and sugar. Right. Um, and then sometimes I do, and I don't do that margarita mix shit. Don't do that. That's too much sugar too. Right. Uh, but you want to do like a nice lime juice puree. Sometimes you splash like a little bit of orange juice and what have you. Sure. And you know. Shake that shit up, you know. Use your good to. What about Grand Marnier? What if that's too sweet too? That's a Cadillac. That's a Cadillac. Tequila Grand Marnier. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. And uh, there's also Cointreau. I like to use Cointreau too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're doing a margarita as well, Um, but yeah, it's really simple. But 
wasn't didn't we do something a, a couple weeks oh, ago oh my gosh oh, oh i hope it's i hope it's old dumb face i think last week we did something about like what people drink is this old dumb face is this oh oh it's i think it's someone we're, right it's um, we're in the middle of a show right now and and we're, we're live on the air so i can't i can't really talk right now sorry oh. Not, not a potential person. Um, yeah, it's um, we're we're just we're live on the air. Okay, gotta go. Uh, yeah, I thought that it was old dumb face because I asked him to call in, but it was someone else named Daniel or something, and he was calling. And I was like, I guess we can't not right now. It was just old dumb face. Oh, okay. I wish it was old dumb face. The, a couple weeks ago, did we do like what Republicans and Democrats drink? Oh, right, right, right. Exactly. And what yeah, was yeah, margarita yeah. under? Oh, do we recall? I, I can't remember don't know if I recall. I can, I can look it up, though. I think, because I know that most Republicans like the brown shit, from what I got. Uh, and then I I hope the Democratic side was the margarita, because I actually started drinking them again. You sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was Democrat or Republican. Uh, look at Look at your drink. And we know about the beer thing, because, yeah. Right, because light, gross beer, as opposed to, it's like, oh, of course, uh, IPAs and, and microbrews are completely Democrat. Uh, liberal. Liberal, yeah, isn't liberal. it funny? Oh, okay, so let's find, we've got it. The the vote. It was voter turnout and what they drink. So tequila is on the low turnout uh, Democrat side. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tequila, uh, it's 1800 tequila though, so it's a little it's specific. Oh. Uh, Patron is also on the low turnout uh, Democrat side. Okay. Uh, Horn, but ho- funny enough, Hornitos is on the low turnout Republican side. Really? Isn't that yeah, hilarious? That Hornitos. Huh. Uh, yeah, so uh, Cuervo is on the low turnout uh, Democrat side. Really gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, let's look That's up like- here. Hide voter turnout. No. Nope. There is absolutely no tequila on the high voter turnout side on either side. Oh. So that what what does that say about <laughs> people that don't vote? They love they love tequila. So I guess the margarita could be the FBI, FBI director. The, yeah, the margarita. Yeah. So <laughs> if All right, we got it solved. If both sides, yes. if, if 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 bipartisanly, drinkers go. of tequila are low voter turnout, then then uh, that uh, margaritas <laughs> also are low voter turnout. Therefore, margaritas. Margarita could be the FBI director. Yes, because you want not, not bipartisan, correct? Because you want bipartisan, right? You it's would. the if-then-therefore argument. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's great. So I'm, I'm, my vote is with the margarita. Definitely over Rudy Giuliani. Yes, and, and yes, margarita definitely. And Trey Gowdy, his stupid ass. God. Chris Christie scares oh, Chris, me too. His fat ass. Uh. Let's see. We've got a couple minutes left, so we'll look at... I put in uh, bad world news, and what I got was <laughs> latest breaking current events from oh, around God. the world. Let's see. We think it's bad here. It's not actually that bad. It's, it's worse in other places. I mean, it's 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 bad. Oh, oh top world news. Egypt officials, Islamic extremists, killed 10 Sinai tribesmen. That's sad. Uh, Czech rally against country's president finance minister. Okay, the uh, Czechoslovakians are unhappy. U.S. likely to expand airline laptop ban to Europe. 
That's weird. Uh, because no laptops on. Oh yeah, because they're afraid of people putting bombs in that shit. Oh, Mexico village mourns victim of deadly fireworks blast. Libyan coast guard takes 300 rescued migrants into custody. Libyan coast guard returns 300 migrants to Tripoli <laughs> after after altercation with NGO ship. Mexico names new prosecutor for tri- crimes against journalists. Egypt officials say Islamic extremists till t- 10 tribesmen, so that's the same. A charismatic Tehran mayor defies establishment to stay in presidential race. New Paris Vilib scheme to end bicycle parking misery. This, for me, is the most exciting one out of all those. Does that make me a terrible person? Yes. <laughs> also, victims, Mexico village mourns victim of deadly fireworks bus. Let's check that one first. That's because that's a weird story. Like to throw in there. Right. Uh, San Ysidro, Mexico, a remote mountain hamlet in central Mexico, is mourning the victims of a firework explosion that killed 14 people, including 11 children. That sucks. Residents of San Ysidro wept beneath a tent where child-sized coffins lay covered in flowers and crosses Wednesday. Many of the village's 400 or so residents turned out for the wake. Monday's blast was caused by an errant firecracker that landed on a cache of fireworks being stored in a home for a religious celebration. Adriano Serrano Rosas is the owner of the house that was leveled. He lost three children and two grandchildren. Serrano said when the trembling stopped, he saw his 14-year-old son Ambrosio bleeding from the head. In his words, I said, my son, you went before I did, and I sat there hugging him. Well, that's awful. That sucks that his house, that fireworks are no joke. No, man. I don't, I mean, I love fireworks, but shit. Yeah, all those all those stories are pretty fucking. They're sad. all fucking. But sad. I do have some happy news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good um, happy news. So the happy news is what I read uh, this week was the the Nigerian girls that were kidnapped by Boko Haram. Uh huh. Um, majority of them got set free. Uh, back in 2014, there was the hashtag uh, uh, Free Our Girls. Um, and oh right, 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 right. They were kidnapped by Boko Haram, which is another Islamic terrorist group that's in um, Nigeria. Well, the majority of those girls were released finally. Yay! Uh, so, I mean, that's some positive news that people forgot about. Hashtag. Yeah, because yeah. we just don't even care about the world at all. Uh, this is I like the the new Paris Philippe scheme to end bicycle parking misery. Paris, the new bicycles in the Paris hiring scheme will be one-third electric and easier to park but subscription fees may have to go up a little the Valib system's new operator said last month the city of paris awarded the operation of its bicycle hiring scheme to the smoovengo consortium led by french bike sharing specialist smooth in a 600 to 700 million euro contract that will run from 2018 to 2032 with many Parisians living in the residential left bank and working on the right bank, Valib parking stations on the right back bank tend to uh, fill up. Blah 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 blah. Anyways, so they have they have bike shares that everyone's using. I guess that's cool. Yay. Uh, they they won't let me read the. I want to see how much it costs. Thirty one dollars a month. Thirty one euros a month. If they'll let me read this article, which they won't do. Let's screw them. Uh, never mind. I don't care about your world news, Paris. <laughs> care about your world news. Oh yeah! C- congratulations to France. Uh, not going the uh, Trump route too. Yeah, go yeah. France. Yeah. Good uh, for them. Well, they're they're socialists. I mean, it's it's true. They are 
actually like a socialist nation, which is, which yeah, is great. But it was about to go the wrong direction. But the thing is, you do have like a strong support for Le Pen too. Um, so I mean, you know, the, the um, L A P I N. That's the name, right? Yeah. Lapin. It's it means uh, rabbit en français. A lapin is ah, a rabbit. Really? So that's nice. It's a delicious, a delicious treat, a lapin. Uh, uh, so there you go. Tasty. Yeah. Uh, so this has been Altcast here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm really proud of our our rap from today, and I was smart enough to save it on its own separate <laughs> thing. So that's great for us. Uh, coming up next is. The Some Call Me Tim, and we have special guest Bob today. Bob is using a pseudonym. He uh, wants to be honest about God and religion and all the interesting things he thinks, but he doesn't want people to know. So we're going with, uh, and because it's radio, no one actually can tell who anybody is because you can't uh-huh. see him because you can't see the face you can't see him and people keep asking me they keep saying oh you should do a live stream of the, the f-. I'm like it's radio you're supposed to listen to it Nobody. why do you need why do you need to have a visual Use your imagination the- folks yeah. yeah I mean come on what's, a, what do you <laughs> what's do, the imagination do? I don't read I don't, books I stupid don't read books <laughs> I love books uh I haven't been reading any fiction recently. I've only been reading cookbooks. Yo, your boy Stephen King's been wilding out on your boy Cheeto. I know. I love him. I, 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 I love, love him. I kind of think that he said that this is the scariest horror story of what's going on oh, right yeah, now. Absolutely. Uh, he's a, he's been a huge um, hater of the 45 administration. And he wrote a really great article like a couple years ago that came out and he said, I'm a rich person. I want to pay more taxes. He's like, tax me. Tax me more, please. It, he, he said other rich people. Pay taxes. I know that. And he was upset. He's like, I want to pay more taxes, but I don't, there's so many loopholes. When you do, duh. But that's why he runs his two radio stations in um, Maine, Stephen King, because he knows radio stations always run at a loss. And at least he's creating jobs for a small group of people. And uh, he knows that he's going to take a loss on it anyway. So he feels like it's still giving back to the community. And But he wants to be taxed more. I really appreciate it. You should look look it up. It's a really funny article. Not funny, haha, but funny like, oh my God, he's telling rich people to pay more taxes. I love it. Love Stephen King on all the work he's doing. Uh, yeah, so this has been the AltaCast today. We did it. We got through another one. So uh, go check out Gnarl Pro-Choice America. Donate to them. Go to Drug Policy Alliance. Check them out. And go to mutinyradio.fm and click that donate button there for us as well. You can always... We need money. Always. Always happens. And we'll we'll be here next week. I don't know um, what our rap will be like next week. We'll come up oh, with something awesome. Be, trust me, there'll be something, uh, some kind of headline. We have nine songs now. Nine. Dude, we got almost, we got an album. We got almost. Mixtape. Mixtape. We almost, we almost have the, the whole album. Start selling my trunk. Right. I had one. Exactly. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna make the, I'm excited for the whole, and today's was a really fun rap. I feel like we did a good job. Creativity. Yeah. Y'all These are all, it. all one takes. Just chilling out. So, uh, yeah, give us money, support, uh, download all of our shows here. Download Some Call Me Tim. It'll be on after this. Thanks to everyone who does support Mutiny Radio, listening, all our 5,000 listeners. Uh, or we had, actually, we had, we had 6,000. We did really well. We've been in the, AltaCast and Some Call Me Tim have been in the top 10, we're in the top 10 shows for both March and April. That's Stats, good. which That's is awesome. fucking awesome, because I'm like, are there? I, I can't believe there's really six thousand downloads keep, of like this show. You know, keep so listening, great. y'all, and we keep, support. Yeah. We, we thank you for supporting. Yeah, you. absolutely, yeah. and uh, and keep. 
fighting the power, everyone, because uh, it's scary out there, and uh, Cheeto will take away all your rights if you don't turn around and stop him now. Wake okay. up. Wake up, get woke. Wake up, get woke. Get woke. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. Global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? 
That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So... I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question. Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Netflix. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamylicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? Then get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds.
This is the story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the sick, sad open mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our sick, sad showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard, as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRatio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRatio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer us. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> 